0: We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube, you eat like the tube, you raise your children like the tube, you even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off! Right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now!
1: Turn them off! folks, it's time now for the General Knowledge Podcast. This is season three, episode number two. And uh, for this one, folks, I am, of course, joined with the boys. It's just me and the boys. Andy and Ethan are both with us. Andy, how you going, bro? Good evening, General. Yes, I'm going very, very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Recording yeah. on a Thursday night because uh, this weekend is going to be a bit busy and we'll get to that in a sec. But I'll just bring in Ethan. Ethan, you going, bro? How's gonna have things? Good mate, good to be here um, on this Thursday night.
2: Lots to talk about, so mm. I'm sure we'll we'll get stuck into it, mate.
1: Yeah, heaps of stuff to go over tonight, actually. Um, but before we do, um, yeah, so the reason why we're not recording on the weekend, folks, as we usually try and do, um, Andy's going to be tied up going to another one of the uh, the protests in town, aren't you, Andy? And you've got I'm a big got a, your uh, was it your mum's birthday as well, 80th birthday or something.
0: Mom's birthday Saturday night, Freedom Rally all during Saturday. So yeah,
1: it's gonna be, be a big day. Yeah. Well, this this will be up before then. So if anyone listens uh to the podcast who's gonna attend then feel free to go and say good day to Andy as well. Um that's actually my birthday that day, the Saturday, the tenth of October. So I'll be um unavailable i've got the usual dad duties of course but um got a few other plans for the day so i won't be there unfortunately um, 10 10 10 general i know 10 10 mm, i'm, a, I'm a number one my you know i'm a numerology i'm a number one so
2: yes it's very interesting I didn't know that
1: yeah 10 10 79 <laughs>
2: you know you know an interesting fact my father was born on september 11th
1: <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> yeah so that's very, very interesting coincidences out there in the world to do with numerology. Yeah, I love so it. That's, that's very interesting.
1: One of my friends. Hear your story. Yeah, one yeah. of my friend's kids was. T- she's on the same birthday as me, but she was born in 2010. So she's 10, 10, 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the stars aligned for her that day. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep an eye on her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big shout out to all the listeners out there again, of course. Thanks for joining us back for, uh, for season three of the podcast uh going on to greater and into bigger things and i just want to let everyone know as well on the uh patreon only bonus content we've done two shows now with another one coming up uh this wednesday uh, but we've had uh, of course our, uh, our, our our little chat with just the boys and chris joined us for that one where we talked about um ayahuasca and dmt and mushrooms and cannabis and it was a really good fun chat that one and on the second one, of course, uh, we had Wall Thornhill join us, uh, physicist Wall Thornhill, to discuss the electric universe, which I've re-listened to twice already. I, I'm like, I'm still fascinated by everything he said. It was just incredible. Um, did you have a listen to that one yet, Ethan, by any chance?
2: No, I haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet, General. Hoping uh, to this weekend, but it sounds very, very interesting.
1: It was very cool, man. And I actually watched. Um, they've got it. If you go onto one of the um, websites, I think it was. It's either Wall's website of Hollow Science, or it was the um, pro- the, what was the other one? Andy Project something or other. Can't remember what it is now. Thunderbolt Project. That's it. Um, they've got a video. It goes for about ten minutes, but it's it's all to do with how Wall was talking about the Sapphire um project. That these guys created the artificial sun in a in an, like a lab environment, and then they're able to now harness en- energy. It's like it's an over unity device as well, so it actually produces more energy than goes into running it. It's f- absolutely fascinating, um, and they've yeah, it's really yeah, it's cool, very interesting man. Mm. Yeah, you should yeah, they've patented it, and now they've um, they're gonna basically trying to start putting it into production as well. But not only that, but it was um, it's able to, it has like a few different things. It's also able to take nuclear waste and render it inert so it's got massive implications for the, that the nuclear power industry as well where it can actually get rid of all of their their waste and use it to, to power energy as well in itself so fascinating stuff it's really cool so I urge everyone to jump on board um, head over to well the link will be in the show notes anyway for for the folks listening but you can enjoy that podcast uh, with wall and of course plenty more to come on that uh, on the bonus content show but enough about that um, Big topics for this show. Boys, um, I'll just rattle it off for the folks listening. I'm going to go head over to realnewsaustralia.com and uh, just sort of take us through what's happening over there in the UK with uh, they've now passed laws saying that they're going to actually harvest the DNA from all the coronavirus tests um, under the guise of national security. So we'll go over that one a bit later. Ethan's going to have a chat to us Uh, about one of his latest pieces he's put up, which we've talked about uh, on a previous show, and I'll look that up shortly, which show it was, so people can go back and listen to it if they're not familiar, Uh, but Telstra has joined the Clara Consortium, Uh, so Ethan will go over that one shortly, but uh, first of all, we're actually going to have a chat about this, all this Trump business has been going on, we've had old President Trump over there, who's apparently, if you believe it, uh, had COVID and was out of action for a little while, and Um, did a press conference recently, but Andy wanted to to chat about this, so I might let you take the lead on this one, Andy. What was your um the main thing of interest for yourself there with regards to this whole first of all Trump so called having coronavirus or COVID nineteen, and then uh, the press conference that he did, um, you know, saying that he's cured and he's got the cure and all that sort of stuff, man. What's your thoughts on this, brother?
0: Well, it was like I I thought it was quite predictable that when when he announced that. Uh, him and Melinda um, had um, COVID nineteen. Everyone, everyone in in basically the Truza community, was basically saying this this has to be some sort of like announcement of a of a deeper plan. He has to be bunkering down or focusing on something, or he has to be working on some sort of plan. This isn't some you know bullshit like um, I've got COVID and I need to isolate. Not, not this guy. No way. And and of course, it proved exactly like that. He was in and out in three days, and and the whole time, every time he was seen, even seen out in you know, and uh, did a press conference um, uh, and everything like that. He sounded very audible, very fresh. Um, he sounded good actually. He didn't sound like a a person who was sick at all. And then, and then when he made a big announcement this morning, um, that he he's been treated with this regeneration cocktail, that's uh, and he feels great now, and everything's going to be fine. And I'm very impressed. He says, and um, you know, and uh, I'm I've authorised this. And we're going to roll this out, and every it's going to be free for everyone. And I've authorised. Uh Three hundred thousand of these you know tablets or whatever he said and and uh everyone's gonna be fine and um and then he threw in a little thing i'll have to go back and review it again, general I'm sorry, but no, you're like right. he, he did he threw in uh like a like a vaccine slur as well basically to say uh, we don't need vaccines now because we've got like the the proper cure is going to be now available for the people so you know, like everyone chill. DT's, you know, got got it under control. That was basically <laughs> you know, like the, the words from the president there. So, look, you know, anything that can be an alternative from vaccines to me uh, announced from um, the most political, uh, the most powerful political guy in the world um, deserves a round of applause from me. So, I I was really really. You know, pleased to hear that, and and the parasites like the Fauci's and Gateses of this world, I think they would have taken a deep breath, General, mm. and gone, oh crap, you know, like we're sort of. And I feel that the you know the master chess player himself is basically, like, working his magic behind the scenes and and setting something up to basically, um, you know, get the world out of COVID and um back into business and we can do it without you know the likes of gates fauci vaccine um nonsense Mm um you know and dated to everyone so that's that's the strong feeling that i got from this morning's speech and it was very positive and I, i was i was really really pleased i thought i thought it was brilliant and you know i'm very i'm very happy very happy
1: well, this was the, Trumpy, uh, the the tweet that Trump put out. He said, I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have, uh, we have developed, under the Trump administration, some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. That was the tweet that he put out before he did the press conference, basically, the next day. Um, some interesting words there, though. Don't be afraid of COVID. I love that. Um, don't let so it dominate your life. Yeah, but <laughs> just yeah. Um,
0: code so much, you, you know, in the speeches that are written and that he that he prepares for himself. There's so much code and and side speak and everything as well. I don't I know was if you gonna, get that same.
1: Thing. I was going to ask you boys what you guys thought about that actually, but. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe people are reading too much into it. Maybe they, maybe it's it's legit, and there are you know little messages hidden within these things he puts out and the speeches that he does. I really don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it. But I mean, because you know, I mean, people, you can find, you can always find patterns in everything. It's, it, yeah, that's, you know what I mean. Like it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, it would be interesting if it, if it, if that was the case. I just, I'm not sure. And I. I'm not sold on the idea that there is, but I'm not going to dismiss it at the same time. I'll just pay attention closely and keep an eye on things like I usually do. But, um, Ethan, what do you reckon, man? I mean, first of all, um, you know, obviously Andy's just told us that he's, you know, Trump's come out. He's talked about drugs. I read you that tweet. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on this situation as well, brother.
2: Yeah, thanks, General. Well, it's definitely been an interesting uh, couple of weeks, obviously. Mm. The, the big debate happened that everyone watched and... You know, everything was spewed out then. And as we're getting closer to the US election, which is obviously on every channel all across the planet, it's the biggest news event, you know, in the world, um, things have been heating up. And obviously with Trump getting COVID and, and everything that's been happening, I, I'm always reminded, especially in this instance, of the film Wag the Dog. Um, now, for people who haven't seen Wag the Dog, um, you know, it's it's a very famous film, but essentially it's about how... The, the presidents of the United States fake a war to avert political attention away from a scandal that's happening. So yeah. they just, it was a made up country, wasn't fabricated. it or something? Sorry, what wasn't was that? it even a
1: made up country that they fought?
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think it was, or I think they just did it without the country even knowing, oh, okay. and just shut them up or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a completely fabricated um, event <laughs> that they did um, to divert attention away. And, Obviously, that's not related to COVID, but the whole idea of the movie is that you know both sides of the political spectrum and their PR campaigns are always doing uh, you know multiple layers of you know messaging and different actions to to get ahead, and we can see this just within the social fabric of the United States. You know what I mean? What people describe as the left and the right. You know, there's there's always this underlying game that's going on where one's trying to get ahead of the other or show up the other or one's trying to make a mistake and capitalise on it. And this is, um, you know, evident, not with just within the social parties, but also within the political campaign. So when I saw this, you know, so close to the election, it was clear as day that this was a big PR campaign. Now, we know that COVID doesn't exist and you can't get COVID, but, you know for for the 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 general public who who don't believe this you know it it presents a very interesting situation and i was very interested in the social elements of when he said um that he had COVID. you know you have the social justice people who want to tell trump he needs to condemn hate when he gets COVID, saying good i hope you die there is a god was hashtag was trending on twitter hypocrites you know so it, it shined the light on his opponents by doing this move the mm-hmm. second thing that also come along was um when you look at the the language that's going on you know this as we we're talking about the vaccine trying to dismiss this this corporate body that's coming in i'm not sure if it, if it's serious or not as as you said general i'm going to keep an eye on it but one interesting thing yesterday that came out was the US Food and Drug Administration, they've actually told the developers of vaccines that they want at least two months of safety data before authorizing any use of the vaccines. So that'll push it past the election date. So this was very interesting that there's this pushback against the vaccine. Is it going to be the answer? I'm not too sure. But um, it's very interesting. But to answer your question, General, it just reminds me of Wag the Dog, a big political campaign where hypocrites have have shunned their information and also to the people that were criticising our side for calling it a hoax are now saying, because Trump recovered so early, that it was all a hoax, that he never had it. So it's it's creating a very interesting social dynamic coming into the election, mate.
1: Mm, Yeah, it really is. And if anyone wants to or is challenging the notion that it it doesn't really exist or whatnot, then they needn't look too far because, uh, just listen to our, our first podcast, uh, of this season where we had, uh, you know, our German friends on basically blowing the lid on it, all that sort of stuff that it's, it, you know, the, the PCR tests are testing for nothing basically. And, uh, that the, this COVID is, is just made up. It's, it's all bullshit. So, and that was coming from a doctor as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it is interesting. I, uh, so I don't of know what to, what to make of it at all. I mean, uh, what I do know what to make of it is that yes, we're we're still obviously in the camp that this whole COVID nineteen um, bullshit isn't real. So for him to to say he he had it, I mean, did he have? Do we know any more of the story? Did he have symptoms? Like why was it, why was he then tested for it? You know, so I don't remember seeing any of that information coming out saying that Trump was unwell or you know needed to. To, to have treatment for something or anything, it was it was very all, all of a sudden. Oh, he's got co- he's got COVID nineteen. You know, what I mean, it was just out of the blue. Well, Trump, so sorry, go Trump Andy.
0: Did come out. And Trump, Trump did say that he felt like a bit, a bit unwell, and that it was you know he felt a little bit sick or something to that effect.
1: And he's also but, on the uh, campaign trail though, so he's going to be a bit run down as well. You know, going all these places and you know, being ushered around the place all the time, a bit of stress here and there. but Yeah, and he's in his 70s. Yeah, exactly. People underestimate how old he is. (laughs) But this is what they're talking
2: about on, you know, CNN and all those political points. They're saying, well, how did Trump have COVID and just miraculously recover? And they're questioning this. But, you know, again, it goes back to that point. It's, It's like, it's almost if you believe that Trump is, you know, this noble figure who's, anti-establishment is trying to take down the cabal for example if you're on that train then you can see in regards to trump you know if you believe this language that he's trying to to fend off that and the the pr campaign that this would be is that he gets it so now all of his political opponents you know don't have anything to say against him mm-hmm. now they've they've obviously done this very sloppy but his their pr goal was to emerge within three days for example say that COVID's nothing, say that we've got a cure and then restore hope. That was the whole thing.
1: You know, he never had COVID. These people um... know that
2: there's no COVID, but... Yeah, again.
1: I'll just note that you mentioned the the well, you both actually mentioned, of course, the three days thing. Isn't that a very um, biblical, astrological, you know, astrotheological term? The whole three days, you know, like mm. Jesus was resurrected after the three days, yeah. or you know what I mean? Like it's exactly, and he and he <laughs> he's got the saviour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And he got COVID thirty three days out from election mm. on the day, mate. Yeah. So, the so Ma- there's another masonic that, symbol.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, so the masonic symbol kicks off the false prophet but that's just my thoughts you know there's a lot of people out there that believe you know that this is all legitimate and whatnot but boy oh boy are things heating up mate it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to america after the election you know
1: the other thing i found interesting boys that um has been getting a bit more uh you know sort of chatter on the internet about is the fact that it's, it's been revealed now in that, well, they've unsealed some of these indictments or documents about Hillary and her collusion with this whole Russiagate business, um, you know, in the last election, and the big media storm around the world and everyone getting on, on board with her and, you know, saying that Trump is in, in bed with Russia and all this sort of stuff, and it turns out it was um, Brennan from the CIA was, in, was doing it behind their back with Hillary and and Obama they all 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 three of them knew all about it and created the whole thing out of nothing to to basically slander him so he wouldn't get elected and stuff so i thought that that's all starting to come to light now as well i mean have you guys seen that coming out as well
2: i haven't but maybe uh, I, andy has
0: i've seen a lot of Actually, yeah, I have seen a lot of like uh, damning stuff about Hillary Clinton and about some secret trials. And I've even heard of a lot of competent commentators, you know, like say that she's been executed in a secret, secret trial and a secret, you know, everything at Guantanamo Bay. So there's so much there's so much information or maybe even disinformation out there that that can't really be verified but yeah Hillary Clinton has been on the on the lips of a lot of tongues like in the past
1: week um, I'll have to find yeah. a, I'll try and find a link for you um, during the show if I can find it I'll I'll post it in the show notes uh, as well for, for everyone listening but yeah I, I was last two days I've been seeing little bits about that but I was waiting for um, a little bit more to to sort of come out about it before I was sharing it or writing about it but yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up just in case you guys had seen it. If I find it I'll I'll share it shortly. But anyway, yeah. Um, stuff like clones too, like Hillary
0: Hillary clones and Tom Hanks clones and stuff like that. I mean Biden I don't know what
1: your well. opinion of this sort of stuff. <laughs> well, how about that debate though, boys? I mean, you do it is it was so obvious that he was he was mic'd up, you know, he had the little you know, that um like the earpiece you know all that sort of shit um People are saying that he might have even been wearing some augmented reality lenses. That's why his eyes looked black. Like they were really dark. And then his normal blue kind of or pale like, colored eyes. and <laughs> Yeah, probably. All that sort of stuff. Like, Yeah, it was just interesting. I mean, the, the photos, like the screenshots that people were taking of, of him on stage, you can see the mic under his cuff. You can see the wire poking out from his, from his jacket every now and again when he moved. And you know, it's like, well, clearly the dude was mic'd up. Like he was being told, he was being fed information on what to say in the debate. Because let's face it, he's older than Trump, and he's, I um, he's he's almost senile. That fucking old pervert. Seriously, and he
2: still he still couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, he still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
2: with all that help, he still could barely get it out. He just, as soon as Trump had say no, he'd just ah oh, ah oh, just like lose his train of thought. It was just something incredible to watch. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, anyway, I, I just thought that was interesting. I thought I'd yeah, I thought I'd bring that one up as well. Just I said up. it. was
0: elder. I thought it was hilarious.
1: Dude.
2: It was just like, it's just bullying a senile old man. That's what we were watching. For yeah. <laughs> like 90 minutes. <laughs> I yeah,
0: like, yep. this is... uh, you watched I couldn't have, I couldn't have. I couldn't have hung around for 90 minutes. That's way too much.
1: It was elder <laughs> abuse. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> elder abuse. I
1: thought that was uh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny
0: stuff. American, American politics and American, like, you know, this whole theatre is just on another level, isn't it? Like, well, that's wow. it.
1: That's just it, mate. And you've got it in one There, The whole thing is is just theatre. It really wow. is theatre. Like, government itself is just fucking theatre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at our stupid mm-hmm. elections and the people involved. And, you know, like our election here in, a, in Queensland is coming up at the end of the month. Uh, I think it's on Halloween, actually, <laughs> which is pretty funny, I thought. Um, all the ghouls are out. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's another coincidental yeah. date there for everyone to look into. But yeah, it's apparently it's on the thirty first of uh, October this this year is the Queensland election. But it, I mean, it, it's all just two sides of the same coin. Like, uh, I mean, if, if anyone wants to take part in to vote, then by all means, please go ahead and vote for any of the uh, the IMOP representatives. If you do feel like casting a vote, then uh, that's what I would recommend you all do because. Be good to, it would be good to see one of them get in somewhere. That's for sure. I don't know about you guys, but um, yeah, I'd like to see one of the would, IMOP people get in for sure.
0: It would be good, but I think the best thing about all of that is the actual is raising awareness on uh, during the campaign and on election day to be standing in front of people's faces and putting material in front of their hands, like like exposing them, you know, themselves to the truth. I think yeah. it's an absolute great right platform to be
1: doing that yeah their reach and, has definitely like quadrupled like i mean they they yeah their information is reaching so many more people i'm getting friend requests from all these imop representatives that i don't even know but they're just friend requesting me and i'm like wow there's lots of representatives like i remember when alona a couple of months ago andy you know she was asking for people to to stand up and represent now she's there's like dozens of them it's awesome yeah it's Maybe really not dozens good. but there's lots so- of them yeah <laughs> so yeah it's not so much about you know
0: like being i mean if you can if you can actually win win a seat that's fantastic but yeah i don't I don't think the expectation or the reality is that you're going to be getting a lot of them going in there because they just haven't got the the depth of you know in a voter's eyes to be recognised enough to ride over the top of the top of the of a red or a blue one you know mm. so unfortunately but yeah what great awareness it's absolutely fantastic and you know kudos to alona and her team for for doing all of this stuff you know
1: out of their own back pocket too i might add hey what about this um omnibus bill guys um down in um victoria
2: yeah thank goodness that got defeated
1: yesterday yeah i was gonna say what did it did the whole thing get defeated or are they, or are they just rejigging it
2: Uh, So, they're just removing the um, detention um, elements of it that were causing the controversy Mm. that they can detain people for, you know, merely thinking wrong, you know, thought crime in a bill. Um, They removed that because apparently there wasn't much support for it and they received, you know, thousands of submissions and whatnot. So, that's what I've read from, you know, the news articles and, you know, Free Victoria and all that type of stuff. Yeah apparently this- that's what's been taken out, but as as we've known previously general they 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 can always sneak things back through i haven't had a chance to look through it properly myself
1: yeah that's thing, that's something we probably need to to look at or hopefully we're still scouring over it trying to find because isn't that it's similar to what um, they did with you know ex, the extension of the powers remember he was you know Dan dictator Dan wanted to go for eighteen months and Everyone blew up about it, so they just extended it for six months. And then, yeah, he still got what he wanted, basically. It seems to me that this could just be another case of, you know, um, they knew everyone was going to blow up about these powers, but there's probably something else hiding in there that they're going to sneak in and that will get through if they remove the other things. And that'll make everyone happy. It'll appease them, you know what I mean? Like, they'll just placate people until they get what they want.
2: Yeah, absolutely, mate. That's that's what it seems, you know. Uh, it, it almost seems like... It's modus operandi. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, detaining people for, you know, simply thinking wrong and, and putting that out in plain public, you know, like adamantly saying it at press conferences, it's a bit different from covertly passing it and, and and getting it through the way that they normally do. So it almost seems like it was a way to draw attention to the detention element of it, and now that that's been taken away, it's all right, it's good, that can pass. Mm. But, you know, the rest of the bill um, sort of just pertains to extending all of the um, controversial measures that are in place at the moment. So, it almost seems as if the detention element of it could have been a distraction.
1: Yeah, that's what I reckon. Mm. I, I reckon that's exactly it's a good what they've done. Yeah. It just that just seems to be the way they operate these days, and we've we've noticed it now on a, on a few different uh, levels. That that's just how they. Like I said, it's modus operandi. So I dare say uh, someone needs to to scour over that again and see what else, see what it is in there that's tucked away in that that they really wanted to get through. There's got to be something in there. That's that's all. That's just how they work, anyway. I don't want to harp on that too much, but you get what I well, mean. It, yeah,
2: well, it, from what I've read, and I haven't read too much, but it extends things like the ability for Victorian police officers to still come into your house without a warrant. Um, so that was passed. You know, it extends other things like appointed, authorized officers. You know, health officers being appointed as authorized officers, for example. So all the regular. Things that we've seen general seem to be continuing on through it. Um, but this whole reasonable belief detention element seems to have been gone. But we'll have to double check for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All Very right. Very interesting. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, enough about the old Trumpster and all that business. Let's move on. Uh, folks, if you're listening, uh, feel free to. Read along while you're listening to this one at uh, realnewsaustralia.com. Track and trace DNA harvested from coronavirus tests to be kept for national security. That's out of the UK Parliament. Actually, speaking of uh, crafty, dodgy things slipping through parliamentary procedures, this was uh, very recently uh, put up. Uh, It was actually on September 20th or September 19th I put this one up, but uh, it was only passed through a few days prior to me putting that one out there. Uh, so I've basically said the so-called conspiracy theorists were right again, boys. Uh, the government does want to keep your DNA from the coronavirus tests. So in this shocking move that defies belief, UK Parliament has quietly passed legislation that allows the government to, not, uh, to retain not only DNA harvested from coronavirus testing, but fingerprints as well, which I found was quite interesting. A uh, little caveat to that little thing there. The coronavirus retention of fingerprints and DNA profiles in the interest of national security number two regulations 2020 legislation it takes effect as of October 1st. So it's in effect right now in the UK. Um, I did find it curious that um, they wanted to also hoard fingerprint biometric data in that bill because um, I'm not sure what that has to do with coronavirus. I mean... Uh, anyone who's from the uk who might listen to this then please comment or fill us in as to why or or if they are indeed making you take uh you know doing fingerprints um when you're getting covid tests in the uk that just seems very odd i haven't seen anything about that in any social media anywhere i don't know about you boys but um have you seen anything i'll just ask now Have you guys seen anything to do with fingerprint collection uh in the uk with covid testing
2: no no not Andy, too much
1: what about you man oh,
0: i will- all I've heard, of, like you said before, is like DNA collection. Yeah. I've never heard of the thing.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was quite strange that they put that into this bill as well. So I guess that right there means that um, you know they'll then probably extend this or use parts of this in regards to you know further biometric data collection um, via any means. I guess, but curious that they put that fingerprint part in there anyway. Um, like I said in the, in the article here, I haven't actually seen any examples of first-hand witness reports on social media that they've complained about fingerprint uh, being finger, fingerprinted when they were tested. Uh, so I said this leads us to believe that fingerprint collection when no criminal conviction has been recorded is simply an overreach of surveillance and data collection in order to track and trace as many individuals as possible. Either way, you look at it, this is a massive further step into a draconian technocratic surveillance grid. Many people suspected that the government would take this route Or we're doing it anyway. Now those suspicions are solidified into law. Governments have been gifted the opportunity to collect even more data on its citizens with the onset of coronavirus testing over the last six months, aided too by the blatant incentives urging the public to get tested on top of the fear campaigns designed to scare them into testing compliance. The United Kingdom has taken the lead on seizing the opportunity to scoop up all the biometric data surrendered by the unsuspecting public because of the coronavirus pandemic. And it's all legal. The UK Parliament has betrayed its citizens under the guise of national security. The only other nation doing these types of draconian biometric data collection of its citizens is China. The Australian Strategic Policy Institute, the ASPI, recently published a white paper describing China's massive drive for DNA collection of its entire population, a massive task which is enrolling tens of millions of people uh, whom have no history of serious criminal activity, including preschool children. The aim is to comprehensively improve public security organs' ability to solve cases and manage and control society. So right there, they openly say why they're doing it. The system is being run by Chinese state police and is in violation of Chinese domestic law as well as shredding basic human rights. Combine this mass DNA collection with already established mass surveillance grids and it enables the communist regime to have massive amounts of social control over its citizens. The United Kingdom has now followed suit. The UK is already one of the most surveilled populations in the world with a CCTV network second only to China. Couple this with the new legislation just passed and it spells disaster for the people as the government ushers in its technocratic control. Uh, There you go, boys. Andy, I'll throw to you first, mate. So that's basically, that's that's the article right there. Um, Man, the UK now in lockstep. Funny I should say that, but in lockstep with... China in uh, their way of uh, ushering in these uh, draconian systems mate what do you make of that
0: it's incredible isn't it I mean it, it's exactly what we've been talking about like for seven months now it's like step by step it's an absolute business plan and um, you know we've been warned about it David Icke has uh, been warning us about it for like nearly three decades um, and they really they obviously see it as their opportunity now and um, and haven't you noticed how aggressive suddenly the the old Bobby, you know, like like UK cop has suddenly in the last
1: oh, big like, time.
0: few weeks, so aggressive. They're, they're matching Whereas, the
1: Victorian level.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like they've had the tap on the shoulder, right? Okay, now it's time to, for you to start kicking the teeth out of these people on the street. I just found that jaw-dropping, like the difference, like in just a couple of weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, all because they, they weren't wearing a mask or something, you know, it's just ridiculous. Oh, it's, like, you know, it's like, have you seen those cartoons? I think Steve Hunter did a cartoon recently. Ethan, probably, you probably saw it as well. They've got all these, you know, the cops beating people and blood, you know, teeth flying out of their mouth. And it's like, you know, we told you to wear a mask. We're doing this for your protection. And they're like bashing yeah. people to death. You know, <laughs> like it's exactly what's going on. It's like, he, he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Excellent. yeah. So
0: That's- a few people in the uk and the, uh, everyone's people on, on at the ground level in there people are quite upset you know quite upset um there's a there's a big understanding uh even in the normies out there that the that freedoms are very very quickly being eroded there so um i don't know it's just like it has to change up soon and um I just hope enough people can wake up in time before, you know, these laws really
1: become cemented. Mm. Um, Well, I'm going to get to that at the end of the show because I'm going to ask you two boys that sort of, that question and see if you can prophesize a little bit on what we see coming, you know, in the next, well, let's, let's actually say in the next three months, we'll say by the, or by January next year, in the new year, 2021, we're going to, well, at the end of the episode, I'll, I'll get you guys to try and you know prophesize a little bit and how we see what we see in the next three months' time. But before we get to that, uh, I'll just throw to Ethan. What's your thoughts on that um, latest track and trace piece with regards to the UK, mate?
2: Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it, General? Um, I've heard from members on my side that you know, that are over in the United Kingdom, that are over in Europe, that they're, you know, moving to remote small villages trying to get out of the cities just because of how bad things are getting over there. And mm-hmm. this is another example of that. And one of the things that reminded me of is, you know, people want to, you know, people ask the question, well, why would this be happening? And the reason they would be harvesting DNA and, and cells and all this type of stuff from... Um, people over there is because they are suggesting that in the future gene editing techniques will be the way to solve covid-19 they believe that crispr so we all know crispr mm-hmm. and all of these gene genome editing techniques that aren't just specific for plants have actually gone now into human studies you know we hear the famous sayings of human pig chimeras and all this type of stuff mm. Man. you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You know, man, bear, pig is a reality, now, yeah. you know, not just in, in South Park. So yeah. here we are with CRISPR um, and they believe that it has the potential to, quote, disable the virus. So the United States is a, is a driver of this at the moment. The University of Florida, for example, are using genome editing to illuminate druggable targets that's their words, in human cells. So what they can do is the same way they can go in and just edit genes in your DNA, they can then go in and, in theory, what they believe is remove so-called COVID from your system. But we all know that this is just a push to normalise this transhumanism dystopian technocratic future that's Mm -hmm, coming mm -hmm. so the first thing that popped to my mind was was this general you know was is this going to be rolled out everywhere you mentioned you know the the chinese harvesting data and their social credit system and the monitoring that they have on their citizens and they're probably doing the same over there we just don't have much access to know what's going on but i assume they're probably harvesting dna over there they harvest their organs for god's sake you know Mm -hmm. so If this is the the model, you know, this this massive track and trace agenda, you know, I've spoken extensively about, you know, the the advanced technology that's coming where surveillance isn't just going to be cameras on on the corner anymore. Surveillance is going to be literally inside of you, in your genes, in your DNA, because this is the type of technology that they have available. Just look at these vaccine tattoos that are supposedly going to come in the future, you know, so. Queensland mate did Crazy.
1: you see Brisbane they have said Brisbane Queensland is going to be the city uh, in Australia that is going to manufacture those needleless um, vaccine yes. delivery systems they want to do right. that they're going to they're, yeah, it's like a 30 million dollar fucking industry or some shit yeah that's mm, right I did see that, that came the out whole... just the last couple of days
2: dissolvable ink you know this whole dissolvable you just put a patch on and, and little infra nano vaccines go into your skin you know mm-hmm. this is futuristic science fiction stuff you know and to be able to pull this off to the level that they want they need to know everything about you not just your life and what you do online and who you hang out with and all this stuff that's going to come from the social credit aspect they want to know inside of you they want to know what makes you you know, who you are and, and because this is this is part of this whole genetic replication, epsilon agenda thing. So mm-hmm. even though, you know, it is very shocking news, you know, it almost seems I'm making the link there that it almost might be tied to this massive agenda of trying to edit the genome of people. Do you feel that that could be a potential scenario, General? What are your thoughts on, on my links? That was the first I, thing that popped to my mind.
1: I can't see any other way... That it could be, especially with regards to, like, yes, they all, they want, well, there's two things I want to bring up as well, but one of them is like, yes, they want all the DNA, you know, they want to keep all that, they want to hoard it under the guise of national security, of course, which all, they'll just keep it under, you know, on some giant computer system, which, which every government department will probably have access to, um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the whole they want it. Yeah, then they want your fingerprint to go along with it. That will then, of course, your fingerprint and your DNA will be matched up with your, you know, your face biometric data from, licenses, passports, etc. Over there, you know, because they've got all that data anyway now. You know, all the licenses we have, it's all you know biometrically taken from us. Um, that'll mm-hmm. then be paired up with your DNA. That'll be paired up with your fingerprint. Um, and then it'll be they'll be able to you know to track you wherever you go. There's um, that's all part of that that track and trace agenda. But with regards to that long term uh, agenda, there of that you know getting inside, basically getting in under your skin in a sense, and, and harnessing and and hoarding all that DNA data from everyone. Um, possibly about you know, is it about altering that in the future? Is it is it just basically giving access to that to that way of um, you know these new vaccines are the rna dna style vaccines these other ones that they're trying to bring out next where i think um covid or coronavirus you know this was the catalyst to then move that part of the agenda into place, so then they can then do those um human altering um you know i guess experiments in a sense on the entire populations with regards now to these new removable patches they don't have to inject you with a syringe it's just here put this patch on and then we'll change part of your DNA. You know what I mean. So um, I don't see it any other way it could go. That to me is the only logical reason for doing it because they want they've got that's part of the plan in the in the coming months, years. Who knows how long? But um, they put they change these little laws. You know they they do these little tweaks here and there. They put in new laws and and they use they need a catalyst to put them in. They need the they need the the permissions to be given to them very willingly. And this of course was the reason. COVID nineteen was the reason they, they were able to do that.
2: Exactly, mate. And you can and just to add one final point, you can look back as well and a lot of things make sense. You know, last year at the end of the year, before all of this kicked off, before the bushfires, before all of this happened, um gene editing techniques were deregulated in Australia. So now we put two and two together. Well mm. why were they deregulated these techniques that were banned from research, banned from you know and and this was purely in reduc- in regards to crops and everything that the discussion was at the time but now now that this is happening we can see that potentially there might have been a different reason not just to alter and introduce new food into the food system in Australia which is also part of the agenda but also to allow these techniques to to be fulfilled in the future general
1: mm, yeah that's um mm-hmm. It all adds up, you know, you put all these little pieces of the puzzle together and just the picture becomes evident. Um,
2: I think so, yeah. uh, I'm interested. How about you, Andy? Do you see these connections, mate? Do you see that potentially they're harvesting people's DNA and, and biometrics, not just for some massive dystopian surveillance state, but potentially for gene editing, you know, all this type of stuff in the future?
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like an all-whirly and wet dream, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you
1: know,
0: like yeah. Of, of course, of course, if we allow it, that's that's where it will head, you know. And, and really, you know, like when you, I'm thinking when if the if the general population, like you know, gets forced into these sort of things, it really it's game set and match. If they start changing DNA and changing the actual way that people think. You know, like they really are reaching, reaching into your soul, aren't they?
2: Mm, you know? Absolutely. Like,
0: you know. Yeah. Like, and I, that's where they want to, you know, eventually get to. I really do.
1: Yeah,
0: know, it's, the, it's definitely
1: just, the brave new world kind of shit. That's for sure.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. It'll just, it'll just. The more and more we we allow each step to like take its course and not push back on the stuff. Then they'll just keep taking the next step, you know, tick the next step, tick the next step, tick until until we get to those kinds of stages. And really, there has to be a stage somewhere along the line where really humanity is absolutely, you know, has gone past the point of like being able to retrieve itself. Mm. So Absolons. that's yeah. that's that's
1: that's how important it is that we that we don't do it. You know, I'll well, guarantee you the next the next thing, Andy, will be. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll put out some legislation saying that um, you know, it'll be like it'll be an overreach like we've seen with like what we talked about earlier. There'll be you know um, this legislation says that every person in Australia must have um, this this vaccine, this new DNA vaccine, and it's to target this this and this. And then of mm. course yeah you know, everyone will get up in arms about and they'll go oh okay not everyone has to have it. You know what I mean, and then it'll be like, oh, good. So they've just now op- they've signed off and they've opened the door because people only didn't want it mandatory. They didn't they didn't blow up about it being a DNA altering you know vaccine. It'll be like you know what I mean. That that's what they'll do. They'll do that whole or they'll do an overreach. Not you know they'll they'll shoot for the stars as they do and if they get it they they have a double win but if they don't get it then what they actually wanted in the first place was just to allow us to say yes to being you know okaying DNA altering vaccines you know what I mean like that's just an example but that's that's the sort of thing I see them doing in the future because it's worked a couple of times for them already that's that seems to be the new way they operate so yeah mm. you know <laughs>
2: absolutely let's just put let's alter the 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 artificial DNA of the vaccines because that will be the way to cure it. you know it it all makes sense Mm. absolutely you know and this is this is the normalization of everything you know in brave new world the the classes are genetically bred from birth and this is what they want you know this is the vision you know so that you know with it all links with i've you know ivf fertility rates dropping all this stuff where we won't be able to have children in a couple generations it all link you know to the point where genetic engineering will be a major factor you know it already is a major factor but it'll be the leading factor and who's not to say that from there you know we can just slip into a brave new world scenario Mm. where they don't have to worry about people rising up and whatnot because they can just throw a little bit more alcohol into your dna here before you're born and you just come out you know as an epsilon who does his job and you know loves just looking at elevator buttons and, you know, mm, yeah. all this type of stuff. You know, it's almost as if they're they're morphing people to from a servitude of pleasure to to embrace this, you know, for convenience and security and stuff and love of technology. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's We'll right. have to
2: see where it goes, mate, but I, I'm totally on board with your thoughts there.
1: One thing I found interesting, boys, and uh, you know how, Andy, I mean, I'm not sure if your kids had this when they were born, but I know mine definitely did, but they do the heel prick test, right? so they take a blood sample and you know they check your baby for whatever it is vitamin that's that, that's that whole vitamin k thing and all that sort of shit but they do the heel prick test so the doctor will come in they take a small blood sample from the baby and they check it for something but that from what i understand that blood data taken from you is is kept and stored that's 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 what i've I've heard that as well yeah Yeah. so I mean they already have and I don't know when they started doing the heel prick that's why I thought I'd ask you I don't know if you remember it or maybe you weren't wise to it then but from what my understanding is they've been doing this for a long time so they've 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 been harvesting our DNA without us really even batting an eyelid because there's so much going on at that time of you know in a couple's life or a woman's life and yeah, you know, when that baby is born and the doctor's just checking, oh, it's just a just a harmless heel prick. You know, it's just a heel prick test. You know, it's just it's common. It's it's that's what they do. They just take a blood sample, they check it, blah blah blah. But that data and that DNA is that's being kept, man. You know what I mean? So I don't know yeah. what's the story. Are they gonna then? Do you think maybe boys? They're gonna. And this is just me, you know, theorising here. But is this some sort of new life log kind of thing where they'll they've got that starting point and then they're going to take that dna you know whenever they can get their hands on it when we're older and they marry it up to okay this is that person oh we've got him and they can track your entire life back to that point maybe i don't know is that part of the plan or Mm. that's the point
0: They're general it's control
1: Mm.
0: absolute control and that's That's what they want. That's what they've always wanted.
1: Like, fair enough, they've got the data, but the only reason you want that data is to then be able to marry that data up again at a future point. That's the only reason why you need to take DNA samples. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. boys? Like, that's that's why you do it, because you, you, you're tracking, you're tracing your own heritage or, or bloodline heritage. But, you know, like, for example, when they take a criminal's DNA They'll take their DNA and they'll just keep it on file. Then, if that person, you know, does the wrong thing again, they take another swab. Oh, we found your DNA in another crime scene. We've we've married you up. The only reason why they take DNA in the first place to, is to be able to marry it up later down the track. So mm. I, I just found that interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, they say, mate, it's you know, they say it's for. Oh, we just want to check if there's rare blood diseases. You know what I mean in the baby, mm. but you know, from for. for these things go off to laboratories and then they're they're tested with different chemicals to see what's present and whatnot. This is the official story. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've heard mate as well that, and I don't have the information in front of me, but I've heard for something like 40, 50 years, every single heel prick test is stored in some database somewhere. The, The laboratories just give them to the health authorities and they just store them so who knows what they're planning to do with that in the future Yeah, you know man, what i mean like, i did i didn't consent to this what, what the hell's going on I'd love, I mean? I'd love to know i'd
1: love i'd love for someone to be able to to go i'm going to track down where that went and find out you know what i mean and mm. yeah you know, uh, but anyway i don't have that information in front of me as well i just know that yeah they've been doing it yeah and I, I think you're right it has been going for like 50 years so That's um, what i've heard yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: for sure it all relates
1: yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it's definitely to me. It that just adds up. It's it's like a life log. It's, you know, you, you you only take DNA to be able to match it further down the track for whatever reason. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a it's to trace from one point to one to the next. So mm. to me, that just makes sense. That that's that's why then that maybe there's a big you know, such a big push these days to to harvest more and more of our of our DNA as it, as it becomes more widespread and everyone talks about DNA, everyone knows about DNA. No one can probably even tell you what it actually stands for, but um, you know they know they know of DNA. So anyway, mm. just spitballing a, a bit there. But um, let's head over to we'll do a little segue here. Let's head over to tottnews.com because this uh, I think you only put up shit two days ago yeah october 6th um over at tottnews.com of course with all the other amazing stuff that you put out please go and support ethan um and join up as a member and share all his work but uh this one revealed telstra has joined the clara consortium now like i mentioned earlier while you go through this i'm going to just quickly scan back to when we first started talking about clara i think it was back in what january ethan um or december with the bushfires and stuff yeah
2: probably december yeah yeah uh, absolutely but yeah definitely go check the exact date but
1: writing hmm. was on the wall man <laughs>
2: <laughs> absolutely and now general now with the um, latest article available at tottnews.com if you head over there and check it out to all the listeners out there um with as to what you just mentioned mate it has been revealed that telstra has joined the clara consortium so clara you know, we've, we've been speaking about this, as you've said, since December. This group, this consortium, the Consolidated Land and Rail Australia Group, which has been at the front of bidding for high speed rail development along the east coast of Australia for a number of years now, their vision is to develop eight new smart cities in between um, Brisbane and Sydney um uh, brisbane and melbourne sorry um to connect this high-speed train line so they were at for those who might have slipped because lots of has happened since the bushfires they were at the front and center of the bushfire conspiracy because the bushfires just so happened to burn along the exact same path that their train rail had always been and the controversy amassed because it was estimated that it was going to cost roughly $150 billion, making it more than the NBN at the time, the largest infrastructure project in Australia, to clear all of the land and build all of the smart cities, and it seemed like it was undoable. And all of a sudden, now all of the land was cleared. And we, we said that just keep an eye out, you know, because this long-awaited vision that has supposedly never been able to get off the ground for decades is going to come out of the work, woodworks now because, you know, you, we've we've seen all of the land cleared, all of the farmers that were objecting all of this in the way is now gone. But Clara at the time adamantly denied this. They said there was no way for this to get off the ground. They were still trying to, you know, get their tenders together. And we haven't really heard much from it since, except for the fact that both Labor and the Greens Party have been pushing for high-speed rail as a solution to COVID 19, which we spoke about on another episode. And so um and so what we've seen with this um, result coming out from that is that they have sort of went AWOL, they denied it. But on the other side, Telstra has been advancing the 5G smart city agenda. They've been front and center. They want to have 75% 5G coverage in 2021. You know, we've covered all of these things on previous episodes but now in bombshell news and i like to always keep an eye on clara general you know me i'm always Mm -hmm. digging and, and and searching and and this actually come from a press release that they released on a press release website so not in mainstream news it wasn't the the typical sydney morning herald article promoting clara's vision it almost seemed like you know they wanted to keep this on the down low But I found this through their LinkedIn page, the Consolidated Land and Rail Australia LinkedIn page, and it was a press release by Nick Cleary, their CEO, saying Telstra joins the Clara Consortium. And it says, quote, Clara is pleased to announce that Telstra has signed on to contribute to the Clara Consortium as efforts continue towards developing the Clara plan to build new regional smart cities connected to major capital cities by high-speed rail. Telstra will play the role of consultant for ICT and IOT networks, platforms, and security that underpin and enable smart cities such as that planned by Clara. So that's from the official press release right there. Mm -hmm. So right before your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden this group that denied having any involvement the media that said that high-speed rail was dead, that are now pushing it as an economic solution. All of this has now come out of the blue, and Telstra has joined this massive consortium, which they say has investors from all over the world that are putting money into this, you know, billions of dollars so they can build the infrastructure. And Telstra, one of the most, you know, heated, hated companies in Australia right now because of 5G rolling out because of their their influence in smart cities and everything that they're doing they're saying that they're now going to consult clara and the reason they want to do this is because in the press release um, a telstra representative says that the infrastructure that clara can build or wants to build is going to help enhance telstra's 5g and smart city and internet of things vision so they're going to work together, which we've always suspected from the start. That Clara was involved, you know, that my article was called a smart city conspiracy, was the bushfires a smart city conspiracy? And here we are, you know, almost a year later and Telstra is joining Clara and they're going to work together to to bring this vision to life right at the same time, General, as high-speed rail is touted as a solution to COVID nineteen, so that's right. Big bombshell news, mate. I'll, I'll throw over to you to to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, you know we've we've spoken about this for a while. Um, I'm sure you've probably found the date I have, that yep. we've we have spoken about it, but. You know, Not surprising, mate, but still bombshell information because it's all coming out in the open now, isn't it?
1: That's right. I mean, folks, if you want to head back, it was January 19 when we did the podcast, Season 2, Episode 6, Australian Bushfires and the Clara Connection, uh, where we actually spoke about it uh, on the first instance. And then we actually did a little bit more on it in the second one, uh, Season 2, Episode 7, on february 2nd so i'll put those uh links in the show notes there for people to to go back and listen to those shows and you can hear us talk about um that clara connection we actually sort of we go over a little bit about what we think caused the fires and a few other different things and then we really touch on the real reason uh why those fires have destroyed the eastern seaboard and it was all to do with that um the, the consolidated land and rail australia group and now all those predictions that we talked about how uh, yeah, we, we we were sort of the, I don't know if we were the first to say, but we were we were damn damn one of the first ones to say it way back in the day, back then, at the start of the year, about this this connection to wanting to do rolling out the big smart grid and all that sort of stuff. Well, of course, you know maybe we didn't sort of see it too much back then, but in in hindsight, of course, if they're going to have a smart city, then they need someone on board to to create that infrastructure. And now we see, like you've just put in the article, we of course now see the big tech giant Telstra uh, is joining and joining forces and becoming a partner as a consultant uh, in this Clara uh, consortium. Um, so of course that that makes com- complete sense. It it, it all mm-hmm. the pieces is falling together. I mean, the Internet of Things is the next the next big thing. The full connectivity of almost every single device that will be coming out will have internet connectivity um, built into it uh, and the internet IOT the internet of things uh, is the next big thing that we're going to see within uh, the next uh, the next decade I'll probably even say within the next five years but definitely uh, before 2030 mm. uh, and rolled into that of course is their, their plan to uh, get everyone off the land and get everyone I guess out of the bigger cities and push them into the smart cities And I do believe it was the eight cities that were planned uh, along that eastern seaboard, uh, Ethan. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Um, So there we go. Telstra is now in lockstep with that partnership. So they're going to be the ones to help, I guess, uh, design all the systems, to help the out all those systems, to... Uh, and of course, Telstra um, works hand in hand with the Australian government and our intelligence agencies as well. So, all of that data that they'll be laying out, and all that, all of those uh, internet of things and everything they'll be putting in place, all the the systems will all be going uh, through government hands as well. It will all go through intelligence networks uh, as well. So, every every what well, they say, um, every wire, every airwave will be listened to and um, tracked and traced. So there absolutely, you go man
2: mm. yeah absolutely and it's fascinating you know for you know this type of thing to come out you know we talk about our last segment where we're talking about uh, mining data from individuals this smart cities are going to be that times 10 you yes know what it's I mean? like the like, hub
1: for it basically
2: absolutely it's going to be live time monitoring of citizen movement they're going to have data trackers this is on their official um you know plans you can we've covered on tottnews.com we've spoken about it here on this podcast but you can go find official smart city plans for melbourne adelaide newcastle any location that you want darwin and perth are complete you know they're already rolled out and and the features of them are uh you know lights that turn off when there's no movement they want to monitor citizen data and put that publicly online anonymously so businesses have access to it and if they know this extent of information, you know, where else can that go? And um, I spoke to uh, Ramola D in September of last year, over a year ago, and she believes that, you know, from from her research into advanced government technology, um, that these smart cities will eventually develop to where they will have neural surveillance, they'll be able to harvest your DNA, they'll be able to monitor your your insides and things like that. It's going to become full-spectrum surveillance, and I think that that goes back to what we were just talking about, General, mm. because this the internet of things and smart cities, whether it's genetic engineering, whether it's, you know, anything that's coming out, is all going to be powered and enabled by these smart cities. So... I think it's very important that we get onto it quickly and call Clara out, you know, even though they've denied the allegations. And I'm sure they've seen it because the Australian Associated Press asked them about it in their fact-check article about me. So I'm sure they've seen the the theory and that's probably why they wanted to put this press release on the down low because they knew it would make pretty big news. But, you know, we're watching and and I think that this is very important news because these are the two groups right now that are going to bring in this technocratic dystopian world where as to your point earlier general once it comes in it's going to be pretty hard to get rid of mate yeah in my estimation
1: i mean yeah we can really tie this straight back to the whole you know we 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 spoke about the um dna vaccines and these patches you know like the what do they call them these little micro tattoos or whatever they're going to put in people to say to tag you to say whether you've been vaccinated and stuff and apparently these can be read with a modified smartphone well if they can read them with a modified smartphone then they can quickly tie that into i guess um you know camera software and you know you could just be walking down the street you know with your arms or your wrist exposed or something and you know the camera can pick it up or you know it'll be able to read whether you've been vaccinated and yeah, maybe um. you'll get put in place right there, and the the vans or the white vans will come around and vaccinate you on the spot. And <laughs> who knows? Yeah. You mean, like it's all li- this is all yeah. being put in place for that to happen. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, think
2: to your point, general. Think of like turntables when you go into you know footy stadiums. Mm-hmm. You know how you have to scan your ticket and then it lets you in. Yep. Well, imagine that to enter into your office building, but you've got to scan that and it shows whether you have you've had your vaccine or not. Mm. You know? Yeah, just it's, hold it's- your wrist under it. Yeah. Exactly. That's. I think that's a very uh, interesting connection to make, there, mate. Because you know who this will connect to that infrastructure for sure. I believe.
1: Absolutely. There's no other reason why they would want to make these smart cities than to be able to have this technocratic wet dream, as as Andy calls it. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's no. It's, it's for wet a dream. better
2: future, mate. It's it's so that we. It's for better future, mate. Sustainability. Are well, you being a conspiracy theorist? Sorry, I forgot.
1: I I've got to be sustainable. <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> for a better
1: future, don't you think of the children, mate? <laughs> what somebody please think of the children? <laughs> oh, wow, Andy, let's <laughs> throw to you, big fella mate. <laughs> 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 Give us, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you reckon, Andrew? I mean, we talked about it months ago. Yeah,
0: like, like just as like Ethan is explaining, like modern tech will go hand-in-hand hand with, like, a, a DNA database. So you won't be able to, like, even, like, open up your computer or probably not even be able to start up your car without putting your, you know, like, your skin on something. And, and it'll all be, you know, like, completely limiting your freedom of being able to do anything if you're considered not, a like, a suitable citizen. Mm. So that's, that's why that D, DNA databasing, I think, I think for these sick people, I think that's why it's so important and, um, smart cities, so-called smart cities, just, just like tie straight into that whole thing. You know? mm. One thing, one thing I can't, so I'm just just slightly. I just like last couple of days I've been like listening to some stuff about like tunnel and tunnel creations, you know? Um, And the machines and stuff that are like so advanced that they can actually like move forward like building very, very advanced tunnels at approximately 300 meters per day. So I'm kind of like a bit like I don't really know why they even bothered like with like a surface type rail system (laughs) like anyway, but. Anyway, that so maybe there's maybe even maybe even that the actual surface rail um, network is even an excuse for a more malevolent type purposes. Mm. So acquiring land or, or something like that. Very interesting. That. Yeah, because because like doing a doing a surface type like rail system, um, the, you know, into the future. Yeah. Will actually become more of a hassle than these super advanced, like like tunnel digging machines. Um, the way I see it, you know. So I don't know. Maybe maybe people need to think a little bit about that too. So,
1: boys, um, I'm going to drop a bit of a bombshell on you here, right? And I'm going to sorry sorry to jump back and forth a little bit. I should have probably revealed this a little bit earlier. Um, but just with regards to that article that I put up over uh, in the UK there. So the DNA harvesting and all that sort of stuff for coronavirus testing, they're going to keep it for national security well. Have you boys heard of Operation Moonshot? Mm. Only briefly. briefly. Mm. So Operation Moonshot is the name of the UK government's newly proposed COVID-19 mass testing scheme. The plan revealed by the British Medical Journal involves an expansion of testing from the current hundreds of thousands of tests each day to 10 million a day by early 2021 how does the government propose to do this and all the details are here in the link which i'll put in the show notes as well It says, how will testing increase between now and early 2021? The documents show a proposed three-stage rollout that's the state, sorry, they state that the UK will carry out between 200,000 to 800,000 tests a day between September and December 2020, so within the next three months. This might break down to, and I've got some figures there, and it's got uh, underneath, how will testing capacity be increased? Documents talk about Uh, buying large-scale testing capabilities um, from partners such as GSK, so the big drug companies there. Uh, Where will people get tested? It's got, uh, are there plans to get the public on board? The documents show that there have been discussions over how to incentivize people to be tested. Well, we've seen that in Australia, in in Victoria, of course, with paying them uh, or coercion. Uh, It goes on to say they point to enforcing testing via a sanction-based model. Not what that means. Or through offering individuals opportunities slash access from being tested, such as being able to attend events. There we go, boys. That's how they're going to do it. You have to have your tests or you'll be banned from attending events or via a sanction-based model. So there you go. What is a digital passport? Testing for access to certain spaces features heavily in the documents, which reference to immunity-slash-virus-free passports. They are likely to be available through an app. The plan says that testing could be used to give people assurance that, at least for a limited time, they are unlikely to have the virus or are at a low risk of transmitting it to others. They say a negative test result, or potentially a positive antibody result, may inform Not just whether you could attend an inpatient appointment, but if you could go to work that day, access a venue, get on a flight, or visit an elderly relative. These documents also point to a significant expansion of testing funded and delivered by the private sector, such as in football stadiums, to allow access. And it goes on and on, boys. This is pretty huge. That is Operation Moonshot out of the UK, and it ties... That basically, boys, that ties directly into that article I put up about they're doing it under national security and they're going to harvest all of that DNA from every single coronavirus test. Boom. How full on is that, eh?
2: There it is, mate. It all connects together, mate. And yeah, absolutely. I'm going to
1: have to do an update to that article and put that in there, actually. That's full on.
2: Yeah, well, it it certainly all relates, doesn't it? And to your point, mate, you, funny, we were talking about sync earlier um, and, mm. and numerology and whatnot. Um, you dropped that bombshell, mate. It was 9.11 p.m. New South Wales time. <laughs> it's not not where we are, but my laptop says 9.11. It's an hour ahead. <laughs> but so whenever that happens, I, I try to pay attention to whatever comes up. So I looked up the Germantria for Moonshot, and it's actually 119, 119. 911
1: 11 back to front oh boy to so, so your point
2: made about it all tying together wow I think that we're gonna to have to do some more research into this one
1: damn man that's full on wow yep. that blows my mind we were, and in our little chat group hey andy we've been um who was it hidden scrolls has been going off going berserk about gematria stuff lately like full on like crazy <laughs> <Uh-oh>. um insane <laughs> what was that sorry you broke up a bit there Andy.
0: I said it does my head in a little bit, all of that, like, hidden code in, in numbers and dates and
1: everything like that. Mm. Like, Again, I'm a little yeah. bit sceptical, a little bit, because yeah. I, I do think you can find patterns in anything. But, um, so, like I said, if it is a real thing, if it is full on and it does seem to sync up with stuff, then, wow, it's it's right there in black and white for us to see. So
2: mm, Eight letters, one word, it says. That's nine, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One, one, nine. It's... Uh... I think, you know, once you do the once you see all this stuff, even if you don't, you know, think that it's it's legitimate, you can't deny some of these connections that are there. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, so, I'm
1: big on synchronicities and all that sort of yeah. stuff too. I mean, it's just evident in our everyday lives. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, to your point where, you know, you, you start to see it everywhere, I think that's because it is everywhere. It sort yeah. of makes up almost everything. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> it's funny you should say that, boys, but back when I started um i put out a piece with regards to 11 11 and seeing 11 11 on clocks all the time mm. um i don't know if you guys see that but i i see i seem to look at a clock a lot when it's 11 minutes past the hour whatever hour it is or it's 11 11 at night i might just roll over and look and see what check the, what the time is on my phone it'll be 11 11 you know it happens mm-hmm. all the time eh? it's just crazy
2: yeah absolutely yeah, no, well, my, me and a, lot, a few of my mates get that a lot too. Yeah. You know, it seems to be, you know, and again, the the counter-argument is, oh, well, you're looking for it everywhere. But it's like, no, you know, it, it happens every time. And then the argument's like, well, you're not picking it up the other times that you look at the clock. So you might look at a clock 20 times a day, but that's the only one that stands out. But then I say, well... No, not really. I don't check the clock that much every day. So Yeah, I
1: know. Yeah. If I
2: check the clock three times and it happens twice in that period every day, then it's a little bit more than a coincidence yeah. in my mind, mate. It requires a bit more investigation. And when we know the occult elements that are driving the bigger picture of it, I think we you know it's important to, to look at these elements, you know?
1: Yeah. So, wow, fucking hell. June thirteenth, twenty thirteen 2013, I published that. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
2: It's crazy looking back over the website, say hey, like, oh man,
1: seven years ago, shit. <laughs> There's some freaky shit in there too. It's pretty interesting. I'll put that in the show notes for people to have a read as well. Maybe, maybe I'm not the only one, There might be some few listeners out there that experience the eleven uh, eleven phenomenon and what it's all about. But you know, please yeah, please go and us, check out. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, let us Leave know. A comment. Drop us a, comment. a comment. Yeah, um, Andy, what about you? Do you see that? Do you see the eleven yeah. eleven? Oh, honestly,
0: I reckon all humans have a, a, a very, very accurate. Clock in their in their brain. It's part of our makeup. So you could you could you can program yourself before you go to sleep to wake up at say six eleven. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I guarantee yeah. you, you can you can train yourself that you can guarantee you, your eyes will flick open. You can roll across to your bedside clock, and it'll be six dot one one. Easy peasy. It's like definitely there is a clock in your head. So if you're sort of talking about, oh, this is so weird, and I always see these 11s, and so you're programming yourself to actually turn your head at that time to look at the clock because in your head is a clock, right? Mm. So you can turn your head at the same time that a clock on the wall, is, as long as you sort of got it, like it doesn't go too fast or too slow. But like so that, that's how I see it. Interesting. you programmed
1: yourself. I think that's, there is definitely uh, an element to that because how many times do you boys wake up in the morning like a minute or you know just before your alarm goes off? You're all over and look at the time because you've just woken up and it's like just before your alarm goes off. You're like, what the fuck, man? Right. Like, you know, <laughs> um, it's yeah. just yeah, crazy like shit. I don't think, no, I don't think it is either. But how is this right? So in that article, this is an excerpt that I put in there because it was from another website, which I looked into. So I included it in here. And this this is a little bit out there but it's interesting. It says the universe is highly ordered and teeming with diverse life, both physical and spiritual in nature. Our planet is under divine supervision and things are changing rapidly on our world. You are being awakened by a group of resident planetary helpers of the lower angelic orders called Midwayers. These semi-spiritual beings live just outside of our time frame and are incredibly fast and intelligent. They were granted the right to use 1111 time prompt to awaken certain individuals on our world to let them know that there is much bigger universe out there than uh, what we have been led to believe by our societies and our governments and men of science. For many, it takes a giant leap of faith to process all of this information and believe in things that are unseen. But as you and I both know, the 11.11 time prompt goes way beyond coincidence and is in fact intelligent. Unless you have directly experienced this phenomena, you do not understand its deep-seated meaning and at the root of your soul. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But anyway, that's all in the article. So I urge people to go and re- revisit that one and have a quick look. Um, you yeah, might find it interesting. Be. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, the other thing I've noticed too, and I know we're, I don't want to waffle on too long, but um, have you guys ever noticed if we ever driving at night or... Um, you know, whatever street you're on or whatnot, and all of a sudden a street light will pop on just as you're passing underneath it or as you get very close to it. And have you guys come across that as well?
2: Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that, I think I talk about that in the article as well, too. That's all about, um, you know, those wayfarers sort of looking over you and, you know, letting you know that you're, you're, um, in an enlightened moment or something like that. It's interesting, yeah. but anyway, but have, that's have a look it's through all yeah. yeah, that's it's,
2: that's what it's all about. A lot of people take that um, from the symbols, you know what yeah. I mean? That, um, you know, it's almost confirmation in a lot of senses to, to a lot of people. You know, it always seems to pop up at certain moments and just let you know that there's bigger things going on um, in the world than what you might see in your reality you know what i mean and i think that you can draw a lot of strength if you look into the numbers in the positive way you know and a lot of people over time have done it in a negative way you know from mm. you know from you know the whole satanic influence all that type of stuff we've spoken about you know but i think there's a lot of good to be taken from it and that that sort of is the essence of it you know what i mean that those types of things happening to you and again it comes down to whether or not that's real it's like do you yeah you know, I am of the belief that if you believe something like that you're gonna you're gonna live a more enlightened and fulfilled life even if it's not real you know what I mean even if that light's just coming on by chance every time and you know you're looking at the clock by chance every time and it's on that number you know it it's if you take the dehumanizing anti-human approach then it's all just chance and nothing happens mm-hmm. for a reason you know whereas if you believe, that it does happen for a reason and that something's looking out for you or messaging you then you live a a more enlightened life in my in my estimation now that can go to extremes either way but in in a general sense it's almost like which wolf do you want to feed you know what i mean and what is what's the harm of feeding the wolf that believes that that there might be a reason behind it because you know what's the alternative you know you're not going to be able to prove it real or false either way so why not believe that there's something more and i think that you know we can expand into bigger topics of religion and stuff i think that's what the essence of true sort of religious belief and spiritual belief is in that sense you know it's all about just finding that sort of um balance in in the universe's weird coincidences made you know yeah. finding that meaning and yeah absolutely
1: yeah 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 I, I I tend to agree, words. yeah but anyway, I just thought i I thought I, it was just because we were talking about it and just popped in my head, so I thought I'd share that with you boys anyway, but yeah, yeah. I, I it does it's not a huge article, but yeah, please, please go and have a look at that and um yeah, you might it might resonate with you boys as well, and anyone else out there listening um uh, again, it's in the show notes, just have a little click below and um have a quick read um because maybe it's a phenomenon that um your listeners have experienced as well, and you know, I think it's not just happenstance or chance i uh, I do think it's some sort of signalling on another on another level, but anyway, uh, that's what it is, yes. boys. Yes. Um, another episode done and dusted. Unless there's anything else you wish to add uh, for this season three episode two, Ethan.
2: No, nothing on my end. Nothing on my end. In general, just thank you to everyone for for tuning in as always. Thank you to everyone for continued support of the website. Um, you know, shout out to all my members out there. Shout out to all the supporters of the you know the Patreon account um and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what the few uh next few months will hold general
1: mm, same likewise actually oh i forgot i was going to come back to that um hey. little prophecy a little prediction for the next three months so say by by january 1st next year what do you how do you see things uh progressing let's just narrow it down to australia um where do you think where do you see us in in three months time ethan
2: yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit easier. A lot of things can happen in the US, mate. It's yeah. bloody crazy over there <laughs> with this election. Yeah. Um. But in Australia, I predict um, COVID Christmas, mate. That um, Victoria and you know potentially now New South Wales is you know our oh, cases are starting to rise again and all this stuff. You know, definitely potentially Victoria. This whole. Um, stage three ease of restrictions thing will will mess up somehow and you know this whole prediction of a covid christmas will will come true um in victoria um we'll have to see where it goes around the rest of of the country um but i just predict more just nonsense here in this country more fake news stories more media propaganda you know more stuff that's put out to demonize people it's just going to be the same old tactics ramped up um, but we're also going to be paying a lot of attention to the, the elections as well. So that's going to dominate our airwaves. So we might see COVID even just disappear from our airwaves for a couple of months, you know, like it happened when the race riot started, COVID doesn't exist anymore. Well, now the presidency's happening and, you know, it'll just be coverage all day on that. Um, yeah, I just predict Australia is not going to get out of this anytime soon prior to what, um, these people want you to believe that, you know, we're not going to be going into something. This is definitely a, an ongoing plan until at least next year till this vaccine comes out, mate. So that's my thoughts for the, the future
1: months. Cool. Andy, yourself, Mo, what, um, any uh, prophecies and um, predictions for the next I'm few actually, months? Well, I'm a little bit more positive. I'm predicting
0: at the end of January we're, we're coming out of this whole thing. I'm actually, like, putting my face in, like, uh, the mass awakening. I like and it. the fact that after Christmas um, I think I think we're at, at looking forward uh, at a very very troubled um, balance of October November and especially December and I'm and I'm predicting uh, January we're gonna like pop right out of this thing with um, like a huge mass awakening and a big fall um, like of, of media and politics in this country as well um, so um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to end like late January, um, like early Feb, um, for for everything in this country um, that's going to go on. And um, and yeah, we're just we're gonna, We're going to come out of this. We're going to come through this, and the lies are going to be exposed, and these liars are going to be exposed, and and uh, and hopefully a lot of people are going to go to prison for a very very long time.
1: Nice. All right. Well, at least yours is a bit more of a positive. You're all doom and gloom, Ethan. Jesus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The yin and the yang, mate. Yeah, well, there you go. Well,
1: well, I'm going to split you down the middle here. Um, (laughs) I I reckon that, uh, of course, the US elections will be used uh, as a massive distraction for not sure what, but something will get ushered through in the middle of the night or be done on the sly uh, to probably take some more rights or freedoms away from us in on some form or another here in Australia. But um, yeah, definitely that'll be, the elections will be used as a massive distraction. Whether who wins or not, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it'll just be um, one of those sort of things that they'll, they'll use to, to, hey, look over here. while well, one hand does this and the other hand does the other thing. Um... I then think um, Andrews will probably be gone by January. Uh, Dan Andrews, I think he'll be gone, but uh, I don't think there will be any repercussions for anything that he's done uh, while he's been in government. I think he'll get off scot free. In fact, he'll probably will very hear or we'll hear minimal, very minimal things from him uh, in future. I think he'll probably disappear into a, a job for China somewhere. He'll either disappear overseas in China or he'll just become a part of a lobbyist for a Chinese company. Um, that's what I think. I think he's working hand-in-hand hand with with them. Um, and I think that there will probably... I do have a feeling that there's probably going to be some more bushfires again, um, in the either late this year or early next year. Um, yeah, I think that's the, a good point. I think yeah. they're probably going to try and burn a bit more of that Eastern Seaboard, boys, to um, allow more yeah. of that Clara project to uh, become more of a reality.
2: Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, that was something I completely forgot about that, but yeah, because of what's happening in California, mate, they're burning again. So we're going to expect, yep. potentially. You know, it's going to come here. They're already
1: worried about it coming here again. So yeah. hey, that's a great you, point. Did you guys speaking of that? Um, I don't know if you guys saw it as well, but they were showing maps on like the news and like overseas on the news, um, like CNN or whatever, uh, in the, from the states, and they were showing a map of where the The fires were butting up against the Canadian border, I think it was um or they were stretching up to one of the states there, but it was like all this this raging fire on one side of the the map line, and the other side was nothing like i mean like the the, the fire knew where the border was, you know what I mean it was so ridiculous, I'm like, what? Like it's, how intentional is that to, you know they've left Canada out of it or wherever it was and you know and only burnt the sections that they needed to burn it was so crazy yeah, yeah. unbelievable but anyway yeah <laughs> so that's right they were burning that's why that's why I mentioned that they were burning the states again so I think um, I do think we'll I mean we have bushfires of course every year it's bushfire season I mean when it gets hot it gets yeah. dry and it burns but um, I dare say we're going to see more and more devastation along that Clara rail line area for sure that's There's my prediction. climate change of course climate, climate change. change yeah it's climate change and we need we need sustainability and we need to we need carbon tax to fix it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's no. wrap it up boys thanks again uh, for all the listeners uh once again there's two podcasts up with more to come over at the bonus content show for uh, our patreon listeners and supporters only really good um uh, I, I urge ethan when you get a chance man have a listen to that wall thornhill interview it was it was fantastic um it can yeah, be a little sure. bit mono, monotonous to listen to um, you know, with his tone and everything. But, and he gets a little bit heavy on some of the science, hey, Andy. But when you sort of yeah. just, just try and have a look at the overall picture and what he's trying to tell, um, and it's phenomenal, especially when he talks, talks about the Sapphire project with regards to the artificial sun that they created. It's fascinating stuff, man. Really cool. Um, yeah, for sure but again link will be in the show notes for all listeners plus all the things we talked about in this episode as well uh well that's a wrap boys thanks again andy and thanks again ethan
2: thanks everyone thanks jen